Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We have been having a wonderful journey uh, looking at the Word of God and just um, chronicling who we are as sons of God uh, as we are inter- we enter into this new kingdom by birth, talked about how we um, we are now governed by different policies and procedures as a part of this kingdom. We studied about who is the king and all those different things. And it's been a lot of fun, um, and I am having a great time studying. And the purpose of doing this is so that you and I could begin to be understand who we are in Christ Jesus so that we can then turn to the world and introduce them to our Father, to our Lord Jesus Christ, to the Holy Spirit, to our brothers and sisters in Christ who are truly walking in the way that God has ordained us, and so we would be one family. Um, I wanted to take a look at uh, one of the scriptures, actually um, show you just a brief introduction into who Jesus is. And uh, we've studied quite a few things about him, but I want to look at a different aspect of him in three different uh, arenas 
through the scripture and just briefly uh, walk through it today so that we can begin our uh, continue our journey as we get to know who we are in Christ and who he is, because we did that study about in Christ, in Christ. So let me introduce you to Christ in a different format or a different um, way to look at him. We're going to utilize Isaiah uh, chapter uh, 33, Verse 22 says, For Jehovah is our judge, Jehovah is our law giver, Jehovah is our king, he will save us. You know that the Bible tells us that uh, if you study the word, you'll know that these are positions or offices Jesus has as, um, as the king of this kingdom and as a, um, as God. Uh, we see that he is mentioned as Jehovah is our God. I mean, our judge, Jehovah is our lawgiver and Jehovah is our king. And we know that from scripture that Jesus is the king, his new kingdom that God had made him. And we'll look at each and every one of those, um, positions as we continue our study. Um, and we see that it says that he will save us. And we know that uh, Jesus Christ has saved us and he has done all that is necessary. Uh, the Bible says that God, both him and God came up. God the Father came up with a plan that has um, was initi- initiated before the foundation of the earth. And we know that um, had Lucifer really understood that plan or if he was a part of it, he would have uh, made sure that no one touched Jesus Christ to have him uh, die on the cross or even and anything to do with that. But he doesn't know anything. He's not all seeing. He doesn't know. He's not omnipresent. He's none of those things. He's just an angel that was created by the word. God, the Bible tells us that uh, Jesus Christ spoke and called him into existence. But you and I, he made, he says, he, he came down, he created, um, he formed our bodies, and then he planted a beautiful kiss on us and released uh, the uh, spirit that was housed within God. And once that spirit was released into that house, the Bible says once that merger came to place, man became a living soul or a speaking soul, um, and uh, that was ruled by the spirit. And uh, uh, the spirit man was over the soul and the flesh until after uh, when um, Adam fell, it flipped and the flesh came in charge. Um, the soul was destroyed. Jesus came, Bible tells us, and we've done a study about this, how God, through born, being born again, we're given that new spirit again, and that um, the Bible tells us that this new spirit is grows by hearing the word and exercising all the rules and regulation that he or she now learns as we study the word of God so that we can be that uh, citizen, the Bible calls, the sons of God. And until we get to that place where we could stand as sons, know who we are, the Bible says that you and I are slaves. So we have many Christians that are still slaves today because they are not, uh, they do not understand they are. So as we begin to look at this uh, Isaiah 33, see, for the Lord is our judge. So I wanted to take a look, uh, stop right here and show you that Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that he is our judge and that uh, he will judge 
uh, mankind in due time. And um, judging, we have to be very careful ourselves because the Bible tells us not to judge and to make sure that we don't do that. And so if you see a judgmental Christian, then that Christian is still a slave. He or she may be uh, saved, but uh, they are still slaves because they're not practicing the policies and procedures by which they ought to. And they are still being ruled by the flesh because Bible makes that distinction. When we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So Matthew 7, 1 through 5 reads this way, Judge not that you be not judged. See, there we go. God saying, don't judge because he will judge you as well. So we have a lot of people that are walk or walking around judgmental Christian. You hear them all over the place, attacking gays and lesbians and all the other things. And the Bible says that we ought to love mankind. Our responsibility is to love. It is not to judge. And once we begin to walk in that revelation alone, I believe lots of people, lots of uh, subcultures come to God because they know that we love them regardless. For with judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. I mean, this is uh, Jesus speaking. And with the measure you use, it will be measured. Um, why do you seek this, uh, the speck that is in your brother's eyes, but do not notice the log that is in your own eyes? Oh, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eyes when there is a log in your own eyes, you hypocrite? First take the log out of your own eyes, and then you can clearly see to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, we have to be very careful we treat each other in the um, relationship of judgment. Uh, Psalm 75, uh, 7, I wanted to read that one first, uh, Matthew uh, 7, 5, 1 to 5, to make sure that you guys understand that we cannot live a life of uh, being a judgmental Christian. We can't, because the Bible tells us right here that he will judge you uh, accordingly. And uh, the, the same measure by which you ju- judge someone. So be very careful of what you do, man. Um, Psalms 75, 7. But it is God who executed judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. And we know that this is the position of Jesus Christ. Um, we're looking at him because in Isaiah 33, uh, 33 it gives us uh, three offices that he takes place. The one of a judge, the one of a lawmaker, our lawgiver, and the other is uh, our king. And it declares that he will save us and we will walk through this scripture. Judge not that you be not judged, Matthew 7, 1, which I, I talked to you guys about. Um, and so uh, let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through uh, 10. Tennis says, Oh, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither shall sexual immorality. Uh, sexuality as far as um, morality, uh, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkard, nor uh, vilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And so this is just about practicing a lifestyle. And as I mentioned to you, our responsibility as a Christian is not to judge them any one of them. Our responsibility is to love them because these are um, uh, behaviors that are governed within the kingdom of darkness and that is normal within 
kingdom of darkness. But once they come on, translated it, I read you what that uh, scripture says in, uh, in the beginning of the um, podcast. And I always try to make sure that I read that to you so you can get some insight as to some of the things we're talking about when it talks about Colossians 1.13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. So the power of darkness has caused people to live these uh, lifestyle, and it is our responsibility not to judge anyone, our responsibility to love. And because we were a part of that kingdom, but the Bible says, and it has translated us into the kingdom. So we are translated from one kingdom to another. So then how can we judge their behavior? Well, we were, uh, you know, uh, we were a part of that kingdom. And this is the problem that you have in church today, that we are judging people uh, because of how they're living and who they are. And the Bible says that you be very careful about that. It says, judge not that you be judge. So I wanted to make sure that I point that to you because I hear it so many times about uh, Christians just judging everyone and uh, making a fool of themselves and how they behave. Um, it's absolutely horrendous. It's not a good thing. It's, it doesn't look pretty at all. It doesn't, it looks horrible, in fact. Uh, so the gospel of Jesus Christ is not of judging. He said, I didn't come here to judge the world. No, he says, I came here for something else. And so um, the Father judged, uh, John 5, 2, he says, The Father judged no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. This is John 5, and I wanted to bring these things to show you guys, you know, this Jesus that we, the sweetness that we talk about, um, he is going to be coming. If you read the book of Isaiah, um, where I got this uh, uh, verse from, it's about just Jesus Christ that is coming in and uh, going to be judging the world and all the nations and so forth. But um, he's not coming as this timid person that we, we, we have in our mind as to who he is. He's much more than that. And so that is why I wanted to focus on aspects, uh, offices that uh, I would focus on uh, usually so that we can see who he is. And so the Bible tells us here in John chapter 5, verse 22, the Father judges no one. God, Father, judges no one. But he has given all judgment to the Son. You and I ought to be very careful. Revelation 5, uh, Revelation 24 says, Then I saw thrones and seated on them those who whom the authority to judge were committed. Also I saw the souls of those who have been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and has not received its mark on their forehead or their hands. They came to life and reigned in reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Um, see guys, that's the end story. That's why I'm telling you guys. I believe prophecy um, is shows us the, uh, the man or woman, the prophet that God used, comes into our timeline, reveals things to them, they write it down, and then we see here. In Revelations 24, this is, um, this is already, uh, prophesied. It's already seen. Someone came into our timeline. Um, 
and he was on the Isle of Patmos and wrote that down. Um, so we see that Jesus Christ, as I mentioned to you, he is the judge um, for Jehovah, and the Bible calls him Jehovah is our judge, and he is also lawgiver. It was Jesus who gave the law to Moses in the scripture, if you really take a look and study this stuff really, um, you know, really in depth. Uh, you would be fascinated to see because he was the leader of of um, the children of Israel when Moses comes to him and he says, "Who?" Um, when Jesus Christ was standing before him in a sword. So um, I, be, I actually it was Joshua. Uh, so this Jesus Christ is uh, uh, God has given to him all uh, power to judge, and you see in James four. Uh, 12 says there is only one lawgiver and judge the one who is able to save and destroy but you who are you to judge your neighbor again guys be very careful about this judging piece we see here that there is only one lawgiver and judge and we saw previously uh, that the bible tells us that uh, god has given to jesus the ability to do that so we read about him it says john 5 22 other judges no one but has given all judgment unto Jesus Christ. And we see in, in James tells us there is only one lawgiver. So we know that Jesus Christ is the lawgiver and the judge tells us that. So he is the lawgiver. Uh, as a lawgiver, Bible tells us that, um, he uh, lays out the law. He was the one, as he was talking to the uh, people in the Matthew, he was giving us laws that are a part of this new kingdom, which you and I are to walk by. And so as the lawgiver of his kingdom, because he's the king in this kingdom, he's now laying down the law to us so that you and I can see what and how we should be give, guiding our life and our um, daily life as the scripture tells us we ought if you're a business owner you know these sounds mean sales and from the sound of it your business is growing whether you're fulfilling orders from your home office or warehouse stamps.com helps you stress less about mailing and shipping and spend more time doing what you love most I mean, growing your business. But as you grow, so does the need for efficiency. Stamps.com simplifies your shipping and mailing process. Import orders from wherever you sell online. Find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times. Instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers. And buy shipping and mailing supplies when you run low. Save time and money on mailing and shipping. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. So uh, we know that Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, he has, it says that he is the one who is able to save or to destroy. So Jesus Christ, guys, coming with a tremendous amount of um he is going to be revealed in his totality of power. We were going to see him. The Bible tells us that he will, at the battle of Armageddon, he's going to speak a word and that flesh will um, disintegrate. It would melt. Um, that is power. I remember seeing that in a movie, um, which was the name of the movie. I think uh, I was uh, um, 
one of those uh, movies on uh, Lost Ark. I remember seeing that where the melt, the uh, skin of the person melt in, on, on camera. And um, this Jesus that we're talking about is coming back. And the Bible tells us that he's going to speak a word. That word, whatever it is, is going to cause flesh to melt. Um, I'm not sure that is a God that uh, uh, you want to know in that fashion, where he's coming in his wrath towards you. So you better be careful as to how you walk your life with Jesus Christ. So, okay, so we see we're going to take another one. We're looking at him as our um, uh, uh, the lawgiver. And you see perfect example of that, as I mentioned to you. And you get to, um, you look in the Old Testament, you'll see him. Uh, writing the laws and so forth. Uh, there are scriptures that uh, alludes to that um, all through the scriptures, and I need to do a deeper study into that later on. But we see here in the book of James, as I mentioned, that he is our law giver and that there is no other one, Jesus Christ. And the next um, part of that scripture I wanted to see is to show you that it says that he is our king. Know this because the Bible tells us that he is the, um, that God has translated us from one kingdom into another kingdom. Um, and, uh, Jesus being the king of this, uh, new kingdom. Um, the Bible tells us in Revelations 19, it says that he is clothed in a robe dipped in blood and the name by which he is called is the word of God. And on his robe and his ties are, he has his name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When uh, Jesus was uh, being led to the cross and all the different things, and they put the crown on his head and said, this is the King of the Jews. Uh, well, uh, guys, you will get to know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, uh, John 18 Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jew, but my kingdom not from this world. That is a king talking about his kingdom, making known to the people where the location of his kingdom are, and had they tried that within his kingdom, that it wasn't going to happen. Um, so we know that uh, we see him as king, Isaiah 4. To us, a, a child is born, Isaiah 9, uh, uh, 6 to 7. Um, to us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of these increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, establish it and to uphold it, his kingdom, with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and for the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And the Bible tells us in the same book of Isaiah that um, uh, uh, his kingdom is going to be a different type of kingdom. That it, uh, His kingdom is going to be one rule with um, justice, as we read earlier. And when it describes uh, 
about what his kingdom is going to look like um, as to when in Isaiah, book of Isaiah, chapter 35, it says uh, that uh, in the end of days that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured up uh, from on high and the wilderness will become a fruitful field and the fruit field is reckoned as a forest. And then justice shall dwell in the wilderness and righteousness shall dwell in the fruitful field. So this is a picture of what this kingdom is going to look like. And the works of righteousness shall be peace and the service of righteousness shall be quietness and hope forever. Um, again, uh, this is what the picture of his kingdom looks like because he is a king and he, dis- he declared it and, um, in John 18, 6, saying that my kingdom is not of this world. Um, we know that, uh, um, uh, Ephesians talks that he, the works of Christ, that he who worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, uh, seated him in his right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So the one to come is the uh, millennium age, as we studied, I did a study called the ages, the seven ages of God. Um, I have another podcast, um, uh, it's called um, Mystery Bible, and I did an in-depth study about all the different ages there, so you can go check that out. So, uh, as we begin to see this, um, the aspects of God in this uh, verse, uh, or as Jesus, as we see, we see him as our judge. We know the scripture tells us that he is the, the lawgiver. We know that he is our king. We just went through several scriptures about that, uh, showing that he is our king. Um, and it tells us, um, let me read another one, da- Daniel seven thirteen and 14. I saw the night vision, and behold, the cloud of heaven there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. All people, nation, and language shall serve him. And again, as I mentioned to you guys, I absolutely believe that these men and women, these prophets are coming into our timeline. Um, Daniel came in and he, uh, he wrote what he saw. And, um, he saw that uh, in the uh, the millennium age that uh, Jesus Christ was given a kingdom. It says, I saw in the night vision and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. Um, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. So here's this man. And I keep telling you guys that that once I got that revelation, it changed my life about how people behave and, and what we're doing. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all people and nation and language shall serve. Um, he, him, his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So uh, no, no one, nothing can ever destroy the kingdom of Jesus Christ or the kingdom of God. There's no way. Could you? Um, and we got to remember, you know, I, it upsets me to the to the highest form when people try to equal Lucifer with God. There's no equal at all, or even when equal with him, with Jesus Christ, there's no equal at all. Jesus said to them, uh, he said, I saw Lucifer fell like a, like a falling star, like lightning. Um, 
He's no match for Jesus Christ um, in any way, shape, or form. Jesus came as a man, beat him. You know, Jesus came as as uh, uh, the the second Adam and beat him. You know, um, Adam the first, he fell, but Jesus came as the second Adam and beat him. You know, so there's no um, equal here. Jesus, the Bible tells us that he came and ripped, took away everything from him, stripped him in front of all the evil demons and and uh, false prophets when he went down in hell. There's no equal here, guys. He stripped him bare, took away all of his power, and then turned around and gave it to you and I. So this thing about uh, Lucifer being equal with Jesus, you know, uh, Michael kicked his butt. I mean, give me a break. So it drives me nuts when they try to put him in 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 the same space as God. Um, you know, uh, he, there's no way. So uh, you got to know how to put him in his place. And you and I have authority over him. So we'll get yourself together here. You and I have authority over him and all of his demons and every fallen angel, everything. We have that authority because we are the sons of God. And there is going to be that revelation that will come. At who we are so that we can stand up and no longer be slaves, but the kingdom uh, citizens that we truly are. So the Bible tells us that Jesus has this kingdom. And, um, you know, as we are studying, we see that he is the Lord, our king. And it also goes on in that verse. It says, I wanted to walk you through the verse. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. So whatever situation that you're in today, I want to let you know that God is here to save you out of. He said he will deliver us out of all of our problems. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God deliver him out of them all. All. So every single situation that you and I could ever be in, he says all things work together for good to them who love God and a call according to his purposes. We've studied what our responsibility to do within those times, and that is to praise God. If you praise God, how in the world are you going to be focused on what's around you? And uh, I will just focus on his word, uh, his name, who he is. And as we began to do that, the Bible tells us that God will fight our battle. And it says um, that he has healed us. Um, the scripture tells us that he has saved us. Truly, uh, my soul shall find rest in God. My salvation is from him. If you and I could have done it, we would have done it. So because we can't do it and we're in this mess because we've made decisions to brought us in here to that situation, it tells us, truly my soul shall find rest in in God. Why? Because my salvation comes from him. So he comes from our salvation to him, Psalm 62, 1. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 2, 21. God wants us all to be saved. He says, take pleasure in people dying. Um, he says, I want everyone. He says, God's faithful. He wants everyone to be saved. Um, so the Bible tells us that the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, Luke 19, 10. And we know that Second um, uh, Peter 3, uh, 9 says, the Lord is not slow to keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So hey, there it is, Second Peter three nineteen. You know, with God, all things are possible. The Scripture tells us in Luke uh, twenty three. 
1827. So God wants to save you from all of your situation, tells us that he's our Savior. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved in whatever situation you are in. This is not just salvation. This is about everything, you know. Um, the Bible tells us that salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name on the heaven given to mankind by which one will be saved. And that is about salvation, but I also believe it is about any situation that comes up in our life. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none other. This is in Isaiah 45, 30, uh, Isaiah 45, 22, I believe it is. We see that this wonderful God is uh, Jesus Christ. And this Jesus Christ that we are looking at, with these three offices that he has, is a very different Jesus that it was walk the earth in when he came here as a man. And it says, for Jehovah is our God. Jehovah is our lawgiver. Jehovah is our king. He will save us. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. So this is all about Jesus Christ. Um, and people need to get to know who he is because he is our Savior. And as far as salvation, he came and died on the cross. And we thank God for that. The Bible tells us that he now resides uh, the right hand of the Father as um, our, a high priest on our behalf, that he presents the blood. He presents these things that will keep you and I from losing our minds, our salvation before the Father. He, pre he presents us uh, to the Father all the things that are necessary to show and to keep us holy. The Bible tells us that you and I are through Christ, that Christ became poor, tells us that he, while uh, he became death, so he, you know, death, so that you and I are dead to sin, so that um, it is our um, decision to, uh, we have to make as to how we live. It says, um, live, if we live in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that again is our responsibility. But the Bible, as we've been stu studying uh, by Jesus, is these different offices that he is that we ought to be mindful of, that he is our judge. He is looking at how we behave. Uh, judge not, least you should be judged. We know that the Father has given to him. He says, Father, don't judge. He gives it to Jesus Christ, this Jesus coming. Jehovah is our lawgiver. We know that uh, that's who Jesus is. The Bible tells us that Jehovah is our king tells us that he will save us. Thus say the Lord of hosts, behold, I am going to save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west, Zechariah 8, 7. And so we know that this God is serious. And so I implore you guys to get to know Jesus Christ in all of these aspects, because he is a wonderful wonderful God. Isaiah 45, 23, 22, turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith, that you and I, we ought to walk by faith, not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world 
For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.